Hello, hello, and welcome to a Sunday betting edition of the Pick and Play podcast where we break down what we look to be the best bets of the day, what to watch out for, um, and we, we are going to give you a 15-20 minute overview of what we're looking at for each game, uh, what games to stay away from, uh, and we're going to go over some weather. So let's go ahead and hit it off. Uh, let's, let's do something first. Leo, Thursday Night Football. How'd it go? Oh, I was hoping that we didn't have to do that. This is a short episode, you know. We don't really need to recap that. Yeah, there's... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. The, the, the Colts gave me my annual punch in the mouth. This is pretty much, you know, a yearly thing. Uh, I can't say I'm incredibly surprised, but the, the special teams game really kind of blew it in the third quarter, and the Titans aren't really the team that's going to recover once they're down two scores or something like that. Nope. So can't say I was terribly surprised. Definitely disappointed, though. Yep, there are some there are some big warning signs right now on the Tennessee Titans front. Uh, doesn't seem like you can get that the passer whatsoever, and pass rush is going to be one of the main things that uh, we talk about here. Um, there, to me, when I get back to my roots now, I've gone back to watching tape every week, take notes, look at the stats, kind of do a full round. I got lazy for two weeks, work got in the way, but I, I recommitted. Um, so let's start with some weather updates, right? I want to let everyone know about what we're seeing and how weather impacts the game. Now, weather, uh, rain is not a big deal. Uh, a torrential downpour is a big deal. Um, a light gusts of wind isn't a big deal sustained wind of 20 miles an hour or more (laughs) that's a big deal so we have three games where you need to keep an eye out right uh those three games jaguars at panthers we are expecting wind of 25 miles an hour or more we've already seen the correction on that uh the line opened at 54 and a half and is now down to 47 and a half as an over so they pretty much took an entire touchdown off the board Texas and Browns, 23 miles an hour wind, open at 55. That's now down to 45. They took 10 points off the board. Bengals at Steelers, 21 miles an hour. Total opened around 49. Current consensus is the numbers at 45. So that's down just a little bit. Uh, Neither one of those teams throws the ball downfield. And obviously, we're looking for um, that sustained win. So those are things that we want to call out as we get into these numbers. Now, there are... Here's another thing to keep an eye out. There are 14 games this weekend. Seven of them are divisional games. And what that means in divisional games is they can just be wonky. Try not to... If you can avoid these games, do it. Um, If you want to tease them, that's fine. But remember, these get weird. So if you're betting away, be, be cognizant of the weather. Be cognizant of what divisional games you're playing with. And then take it from there. So uh, I'm, I'm going to open with the game that I actually like the most in the 1 o'clock slot. Let's start with the 1 o'clock slot games. Uh, and the game I actually like the most is Washington getting four against the Detroit Lions. And that may sound crazy, but Alex Smith is going to get his first start from that leg injury. Washington plus four against Detroit. I also like the over in that game. Another weird little thing. Uh, but how do you feel about that game, Leo? Um, I'm with you when it comes to Washington. I'm not with you when it comes to the over. Uh, I don't like either of these offenses, and Kenny Galladay is out for the Lions again this week, I yep. believe. I don't really like them to score a lot of points. 
Uh, however, I do think that Washington is probably the better football team. This game is uh, one of those toilet bowl games for me that probably won't touch my TV unless Red Zone is, is deciding to show a score. Uh, but Washington's probably the safer bet. Yeah. Now, the thing is, these 1 o'clock games are actually kind of a bit of a stinker. Uh, you have Tampa Bay, Carolina, which is decent. Philly, New York Giants is going to be an ugly game, but at least it's divisional. But besides that, there's there's really nothing at the 1 o'clock slot. Washington, Detroit, I think, has some chances. Now, here's some weird weird things about this game. Neither one of these teams really turned the ball over a ton. Um, the Washington football team, through their my rate of quarterbacks, has 16 total turnovers on the year. They forced nine. But on the Lions' side, they've only given up nine turnovers. So I don't expect turnovers to be a big thing in this game. Alex Smith could throw a pick. Detroit does not rush the passer. I think one of the most insane stats I have for the year is Detroit has 11 sacks on the year. 11. That is so low. I, I mean... You are basically getting after the quarterback at such a crazy small clip. Uh, now, the crazy thing about them having 11 is there is uh, nine teams lower or at 11 with them. Uh, your Tennessee Titans having I know the Titans are right there. Too. 10. I was laughing about that in my head. Yep. Now, well, when, to me, when I look at this game, I go, okay, so Detroit, what are you going to do? You're not going to turn the ball over. You're not going to get to Alex Smith. Okay, Alex Smith is going to get plenty of time to sit back there and throw. I think he's the most capable quarterback on that Washington roster. Now, big Terry McLaurin game if you're doing I, daily fantasy. I think it's a big Terry McLaurin day. I think that they're going to move the ball. I think they're going to put up points. So I like them getting four. The other thing I like about Washington football team is they have the fourth most sacks on the year with 27. And the Detroit Lions have given up 21 this year, which is towards the top. So this is a matchup that I really like looking looking for. When you can tell me that you have a team that can get after the quarterback versus a team that can't protect its quarterback, Matthew Stafford doesn't have the greatest mobility, and they already have weapons out of this game. I like Washington plus the four. All right, so you're liking Washington's defense on some daily fantasy as well, then. Yep. I think I think you could have some opportunity there. Um and so I, I, I think that Washington's going to be a little sneaky play. Now, could they get blown out to the Washington football team? Sure. But I really like them plus four in Detroit. There's not going to be any weather. They're going to be able to get after the quarterback. To me, this is a game that uh, a game that should just go the way uh, that the numbers line up. Low turnovers, high pass rush, getting after the quarterback, Ender's game. I am interested to see what Alex Smith looks like with a full week of knowing that he's yep. the starting quarterback, you know, because the last couple of weeks he's gone into the game for Kyle Allen after injury, but he's not preparing all week like he's the guy. Yep. I want to see what he looks like this week. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, there's only um, one, two other games I really like in the 1 o'clock slate. Uh, we'll cover one briefly in Cleveland-Houston. Uh, this one to me is pretty pretty straightforward. Cleveland coming off a bye, they're good, they're getting healthier right now than, than they should be. Houston's a team that Chubb's I don't think back. I believe Chubb is back. Um, they do have Hunt, who who you know Chubb's great. I think Hunt is great as well. So for me, it's not so much as a uh, not so much that you need two of them. They just need one healthy. Hunt is now healthy. Uh, Chubb should be back and healthy. So this is a matchup where, like you said, there's going to be a lot of wind. Houston does not really do a good job of getting after the quarterback. When we take a look at um, how many sacks Houston has on this year, you have to go kind of not not lowest, but 18 on the year. That's not a ton. 
Um, well, Cleveland's up at 20. So they're gonna, I think these defenses kind of are going to miss each other out. Remember, there's going to be 21 mile an hour wind gusts. 23. This spread's already dropped 10. Give me the team that actually can run the ball, which is Cleveland. Cleveland can run the ball. I don't think Houston could run the ball. So in this wind, I like Houston. I mean, I like Cleveland minus the three points. And if Cleveland screws me over, so be it. So far, I'm betting on Washington and Cleveland. So maybe I'm an idiot. <laughs> it sounds like you're going to have a stressful uh, 1 p.m. slate here. But uh, like you say, Cleveland can run the ball. Houston probably isn't the best at running the ball. And even if they were decent at running the ball, it looks like David Johnson's going to miss the game because of a concussion. Yep. So, I mean, I, I have nothing to add. Yeah, I like the Cleveland Browns to be able to muster up some kind of offense. Yeah, get and something if going. If it's going to be a windy day, I don't think Deshaun's going to get freaky out there for 400 yards. So. Yeah, now the last game that I'm interested in, uh, at one o'clock that I'm, I'm really keen on. And I did like the Packers originally, but with the win, I'm going to stay off it a little bit. Uh, I am going to take the Packers, but this is a there's nothing to analyze here. I'm just taking a good team against a bad team. The win makes me want to lean Jaguars. I'm going to need a little more time to let that settle, and it might come down to a coin flip. Um, the other one o'clock game that I like that you can do something with, uh, you can put together. So I like Philly and the over. And what I'd like to do is I'm going to do a two team tease. I'm sorry, I'm going to do a three team tease and I'm going to bring the bucks into this fold. So I'm going to do a three team tease. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the bucks and move them to plus three and a half. So I take the bucks, I make the bucks three and a half. I take Philadelphia and I move them uh, I move them up to plus five and a half, and then I take over 35 in that uh, same Philly game. So that would be Philly uh, over 35, Philly plus five and a half, and then Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Three team tees, put all those together. It's like minus 110. So, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. That I, I like those price points. I can move through the lines. The five and a half isn't ideal, but... Um, I am going to see if the Eagles drop to four so I can get the six. We'll see where that ends up. But the, that's that's the end of my one o'clock slate. Anything else uh, interest you there? No, I was just going to say what scares me in that tease is that over in the Philly Giants game. Yeah. I, I could see that one being an ugly, you know, uh, 20 to 13 type of game. I could easily see that. Yeah. So if you make it 35 and the final score is 21-17, I cover by a field goal. If it's uh, 20, you know, and honestly, I think there'll be turnovers in this game. So I do think there's going to be a lot of sloppy points. I think right. this is a game where 21 is going to be about what each team scores. I don't think you see any team scoring less than 18. So I really, really, really think this is going to be uh, one of those higher scoring games that uh, you're like, what's going on there? Oh, there's three turnovers in the game. Each one's led to a touchdown. And these two teams are overall uh, somewhat inept. At, at getting big stops. So uh, I'm kind of lumping that in as, as a little under the radar. I may move the 45, same reason you're talking about, but I do like it right now at over 35. So uh, 35 is no points in the NFL today. Almost no. We are breaking, just for some historical pre- reference, we are breaking every single offensive record that ever stood for total teams this year. How many points are being scored? How many yards are being thrown? How many yards are being... It's its, it's literally insane. So 
Um, also, the thing that I like about that uh, Philly-Eagles game is both teams are highly penalized and both teams have a lot of turnovers. I like both of those tend to lead to points, tend to lead to yards. So let's flip over into the 4 o'clock slate. Anything at the 4 o'clock slate you're really looking forward to? I am very, very, very excited to watch Chargers-Dolphins. Yeah, that's a great one out of nowhere, right? Right. I want to see Herbert and Tua. Like, I'm going to be glued to my TV at 4.05, no questions asked. Yep. I, I honestly the four it's kind of funny the one o'clock games which we bitch about well I, I know I bitch about uh kind of being annoying and now you take a look and all the great games are at four o'clock just to run down the four o'clock slate uh the shittiest of the four o'clock slate in my opinion is Denver and Oakland that's at least a divisional matchup uh you have Buffalo Cardinals Chargers Dolphins Bengals Steelers Seahawks Rams 49ers Saints Really, it's a it's a great little hodgepodge. Um, I'm going to not talk about the 49ers and the Saints. I just don't know what to make of either one of those teams. I think that's a game the Saints should win, but I'm going to make that call later in the afternoon. Same with Seahawks-Rams. I'm just going to give that more time. Um, I'm still kind of looking through numbers, and I'll do that through the first the 1 o'clock game. Uh, but there are two games, that, three games here that I want to key, key in on and go after. The first one being uh, the... Uh, Bengals and the Steelers. Now, this is a game that I do like Pittsburgh minus seven. This is one of those windy games that we talked about. Pittsburgh really doesn't throw the ball well. Um, they, I mean, run the ball well. They throw the ball. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, both Ben and Joe Burrow do not have the strongest arms in the NFL. There was a time where Ben did, but he is older and he doesn't. Uh, Joe Burrow does have, uh, Joe Burrow cannot push the ball downfield. That is a fact. So, uh, this is going to be a game where the short passing game shouldn't be too interrupted by the wind. We saw that by the smallest line change out of the games. Um, but here are some things that I really like about this game. And it comes down to the sacks. The amount of sacks that the Pittsburgh Steelers are able to generate. At the same time, the amount of sacks that uh, the Bengals give up, to me, is what leads me to go... This is this is where I get my seven. Um, the Bengals have only sacked the quarterback 11 times this year. We talked about that earlier with Detroit, how few that is. Pittsburgh has sacked the quarterback 32 times. Three, nice. three times what the, what the Bengals have done. Now, when we flip that, how many times have the Pittsburgh Steelers given up a sack this year? Ten times which is even fewer than that 11 that we just said was paltry. So you're, they're, they're not going to get to Ben at all. Now, let's flip it. How many times have the Bengals given up a sack? 28 times. That's a fuckload. Just if that was a team getting sacks, 28 would be third on the list. It would go Steelers at 32, Bucks at 29, Eagles at 28, and then follow that in with um, the, the the Bengals offensive line at 28. So I think the only mismatch I really need to key in on is that. Yes, it's a divisional game, uh, but this is a team that's going to get after the quarterback. Uh, also, when we talk about turnovers, I don't see them as something that will pop up in this game. The Bengals are giving up a turnover <coughs> Excuse me, once per game. Uh, the Steelers are have only have eight on the year. They have 15 takeaways. So if there's going to be one, it's going to go to Pittsburgh side. Couple that in with the lack of arm strength, 
the lack, uh, the, uh, sorry, the lack of arm strength, the addition of sacks, and the wind, and I don't think the Bengals are going to be in a good position to get the ball down out of long distance drives. It's going to cause a lot, a lot, a lot of stoppages. So I like the Pittsburgh Steelers minus the seven. We talked a lot about the divisional games and how you kind of want to stay away from those because you never know what's going to happen. This game is the opposite of that. Pittsburgh's won nine straight games against the Bengals, so I I feel pretty comfortable. Ben obviously feels great against them. So, uh, yeah, I think the Steelers minus seven, that should be a safe one. Yep. Now, here's here's another bet that I'm I'm, – it's real simple. I'm just going to buck the trends here. I look at Buffalo and Arizona, okay? These are both teams that can score points. The truth is, the Seattle Seahawks defense, pass defense specifically, it's bad. It's, it's, it's horrendous. And I just don't think you're going to get the same Josh Allen performance. And with that, I think, comes less points for Buffalo. I think the Cardinals are going to move the ball, but their play calling's been a little inconsistent. I'm actually going to take under 56 in this game. Under 56, and I don't think many people are going to like that at all. I know that I won't be betting that. Yeah, I can see it. I look at it as one of those, it's not such a contrarian play as I go, look, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see where these teams are both going to score 30. I think the defenses are going to do a little better job of shutting each other down. I see a 28-21 game, and then I cover by a touchdown. 28-24, I still cover. So that, that's that's really what I like. I, I, I know that's going to be kind of the contrary in play for most people. But um, I, do, I do like where I stand on there. Uh, another real quick thing for the 4 o'clock game. Um, the uh, Chargers Dolphins. Chargers are giving up, are getting two and a half. Miami minus two and a half. What do you want to see in this game? Uh, my focus is 100% on both quarterbacks. Uh, no matter who has the ball, I'm going to be staring at the quarterback. I want to see. I, I think Preston Williams is going to be out for Miami, so Tua might be down a weapon. It might be might just be Devontae Parker and some guys. Yep. Uh, on the Chargers side, I, I want to see more of the same with Herbert. I, I really just want to see who looks like the better quarterback in this matchup because they, they went five and six in the draft, right? They were right yep. after each other. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to see who got it right. You know, the, the Dolphins, they, uh, they, they chose to make some trades and end up with Tua. The, the Chargers decided to stand pat and let Herbert fall into their laps. And this is going to be one of those matchups that we might see, you know, for the next five ten years so i want to see what the first round looks like the miami dolphins have scored two non-offensive touchdowns uh in consecutive games one in each um and that's tougher to keep going i'm i i am cautious about this game the two and a half you know there's a better bet here if you think miami's gonna make the playoffs you can bet them plus 180 so if they win this game today um, they're pretty much a lock for the playoffs. They have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. If they win today's game, they're probably going to move forward. I would avoid this line. Like you said, Preston Williams being out um, and the Chargers being really... The, the problem that hurts the Chargers is Anthony Lynn is not a good fucking coach. So 
Uh, I really would avoid this line entirely, maybe even take the under 49, say, look, there's just not going to be much scoring in this game. Miami's defense has come together. They've gelled. Their offense has relied on these turnover points to get them where they're going. I don't know if the Chargers are that reticent to turn the ball over. So from my perspective, I think this is a stay-away game. Enjoy the two young quarterbacks. If you're going to put anything on, you know, just flip a coin because I think it'd be tough to make any type of determination. I might take the Chargers plus the two and a half just to go with points in this game because I'm just not sure what I'll get. You know, now that I'm looking at the schedule, I'm, I'm a little hurt that the NFL finally gave us a good afternoon slate, but yeah. there's too many good games. Now there's that. too fucking many. You Look, you're entirely right. I thought the same thing. I was like, well, this is bullshit, you know? You guys still fuck us. <laughs> Like, right, right. Now they're just all in the afternoon instead. I know. Uh, I don't fucking There's get it. There's one matchup in the afternoon that I wanted to highlight, and that's going to be Saints versus 49ers. Yep. Uh, and I wanted to highlight that right now the line's at minus 10. At least I have it at minus 10 for the Saints. Um, but I just think that this is going to be a safe play to take the Saints because the way the 49ers are going right now with their injuries, the only way that they're going to generate any type of offense is if they can run the ball. And New Orleans hasn't allowed a 100-yard rusher in 46 straight games. I don't expect today to break that streak. If the 49ers can't run the ball with McKinnon and Hasty, this thing's going to be over in the first half, and that's kind of what I'm expecting to see there. I'm definitely taking the Saints, either in a tease or the minus 10. I'm not sure yet, but I will be taking them. So I do like the Saints. Um, I'm going to leave a little more time. Uh, I'm just... You know, the 49ers are so fucking weird, man. That, that team, I just don't know if they're going to be coached. Like, I don't know if you can coach them up against Sean Payton. There are some teams you can scheme around. The thing the Saints really like to do is shut your running game down. The only thing the 49ers can really do is run the ball. So, I, I think this is a collision of, of two antis. I'm with you. I like the Saints minus 10. I'm going to let that simmer a little bit, but that's exactly where I'm at to start this day. I would love for that to drop down to nine. Uh, yeah. You know, something before. I'd be worried about it going the other way. About it getting higher? Yeah, maybe I should just take it at ten because I like it regardless. Yeah, I would. Here's what I'd do: I'd put half of what you expect to put on it now, and then wait. If it drops to nine, jump on it. If it jumps up to eleven, just sit and wait to see what it does right before kickoff. That line will move as we turn from the one o'clock into the afternoon games. It will move. Recency bias is a thing. New Orleans just pounded Tampa Bay into oblivion. San Fran's coming off, I think, a bye. So you have to keep that in mind. I would put half of what you have, what, half what you bet, either lock it in now at the 10, or, you know what, just bite the bullet, buy a half point, and move it to 9.5, call it a day. Yeah, I like that. I, actually, I might just buy that half point and call it a day. Buy the half point, call it a day. Remember, there are a few numbers you care to move through. It's like the five and a half. Five and a half doesn't fucking matter. No one can score five points. It's either three, six, seven, ten, fourteen. Those are the numbers I try to get off of. I don't want to be fourteen. I want to be thirteen and a half. I don't want to be seven. I want to be six and a half. 
And I don't want to be three. I want to be three and a half. I don't want to be two and a half. That does fucking nothing for me. It's like that Chargers game. So those are the things I want to call out, keep an eye out. Uh, one last thing before we go here. Baltimore's minus seven tonight against New England. I love that fucking matchup. Give me the Ravens minus seven. Some places have it. I actually have it locked in one spot at six. Uh, I just, that's a game that I'm over the heels, over the head, over the heels about. I fucking love this game. So, You know, not, not even from a betting perspective. I'm just interested to see what Lamar looks like on prime time against the Patriots. You know, it's not the same Patriots team that, you know, that we're used to seeing, but... This is still another one of those primetime matchups where I want to see what Lamar has. I don't care what the Patriots look like. I'm going to be watching him tonight specifically. Yeah, there's a big I will I will say this. There's a big difference between Lamar playing primetime games and then these so-called big games. First off, it's a bad narrative. Uh, no one through 30 starts of their careers have more wins than Lamar Jackson. It's tough to say that the only games he loses are the big games. He has two playoff losses, two games against Kansas City, one game against Pittsburgh. He's 3-1 he's and one against Pittsburgh. Um, so one game against, well, no, no, he's one, two, three, four, yeah, four and one against Pittsburgh. So, uh, you know, it's not like he hasn't beaten these teams. Uh, it's, it's not like, you know, Indy was a big game. How'd that work out for you? Um, and, and he had a really good second half. So, you know, and, and let's not forget that last year during a Monday night game against the Rams, we throttled, wait, we played the Patriots in primetime last year and beat them by like 40 points. Play the Rams in the primetime, beat them by 40 points. I understand this is a different Lamar, but there's a difference between these teams. The Patriots aren't any fucking good. This isn't a big game, honestly. It's just not. The Patriots suck. Like, that's who they are. There are, there are, there are big games left on the schedule. Next week, we have the Titans. Then we go for a turkey day against uh, um, Ben. So there are big games coming up. This just isn't one of them, unfortunately. Uh, the Patriots aren't any good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they beat you guys up a little bit before this matchup next week. Well, we're kind of beat up already. Clayus Campbell's out. Humphrey hasn't come back yet. Um, so we're down a few players, but it's everyone is at this time of the year. Uh, and, and, yeah, we're going to be looking for some revenge next week. I'm going to call it now. If the Ravens win that game against Tennessee, you'll see another seven-point spread. So, And we'll have a little revenge, we'll have a little revenge week leading up. Uh, yeah, we, we got plenty of shit to talk next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, we will, especially after we nuke New England by 49. All right. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, I am Pick and Play 37. Leo, you find him at Pick and Scroll. Um, please remember, rate, subscribe, review. Give us feedback online. We appreciate it. And everyone, with the hurricanes, with the, the civil unrest, uh, with COVID, stay safe out there. All right. Thank you, everybody.